0: well 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 looks like we're here again back where we always knew we would end up Yep. They want to kill us all. Yeah. Welcome to Chop Shop Economics. My name is St. Helen. I'm Miss Silver. And this is Dr.
1: Spider, who may or may not have coronavirus.
0: Calling in from our own time zone now, so recording should be a little bit better. Even though his voice is demolished. Probably by either some kind of Tom Waitsization of him from being on recordings too much, or a deadly disease, which he will die from shortly, and we will have no more podcast.
1: Quite possibly. I mean, who knows what was crawling around here I mean, each-
2: where the hell are we going to get in our economic history major?
1: <laughs> I mean, it could just be some... other than coronavirus that's one of the other umpteen million things crawling around at Heathrow when you're catching one of the last flights out of Airstrip One
2: so
0: that's very true yeah well um you know Boris wants you to be sick so you (laughs) bet so that you develop an immunity right because he's sick too oh wait that's not how it's supposed to work um yeah. I love how they're like everyone should get sick oh fuck oh. we can get sick too that rubbish oh, supposed to be us oh <laughs> uh, who could have foreseen this
1: like, when, when we said herd immunity we meant the people we consider to be our herd damn it yeah
2: fuck. we should have to be
1: infected by filthy pores. they don't even have the same biology as us right <laughs>
0: Oh no, no! They, they really do think that they're a separate species. Like,
2: I mean, technically, they kind of are because they come out of you know of that deep within the basement of Eden. <laughs> In Harvard <laughs> yeah. or Harvard, remember Pete? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah,
0: yeah! And and uh, Rand's got it too. Good old Randy Paul. Oh, man. But, like, but what's so nuts about it is this is, like, after a week of
1: them, I mean, we joke about economics being this, like, crazy-ass cult that doesn't make any sense if you actually take it on its merits, but we didn't, that was just supposed to be a joke. We didn't think they would actually go full-on death-suicide cult in the last week.
0: Oh, I know. They literally (laughs) want, like, to... Do human sacrifice to make the number go up. They really think that, that would <laughs> work.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's full of fucking malays. Yeah, shit. they're like, like,
0: oh fuck. We really <laughs> should start like making sacrifices to the golden calf. I mean, like, honestly, we were just joking around there, but now that shit's real, we gotta start sacrificing. <laughs> it's yeah like we didn't
1: actually think that you know i mean when i mean we even like hung a hat on it like a couple episodes ago when rick santelli opened his mouth and was all like let's do a holocaust to save the economy and we were just like <laughs>
0: wow Indeed, what a tool yeah. Shed.
1: but yeah no everyone else is, is
0: going like fucking... They've opened up the tool shed, and they've started picking up hoes and pickaxes. They're just totally ready to dig themselves (laughs) into this fucking
2: hole.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Well, and it's... Unlike all these absurdly stupid... And what makes it really, really (laughs) fucking stupid, on top of everything else, before going into all the reasons why it is just a really dumb idea, economically speaking, is boris johnson already tried that in the uk that's why he ordered a lockdown this week is because it wasn't working and like there was a study that came from like the imperial college of medicine that was all like uh yeah if you persist with this hundreds of thousands of people are going to fucking die and then they were like oh um shit i guess that editorial that came out in no not editorial so i guess that article that came out I'd be the beginning of March in the Daily Tory Graph, going, well, you know, maybe it would actually be a good thing if the elderly and the pensioners all died off, because then the economy would benefit. Uh, or, like, his advisor to cabinet, Dominic Cummings, who's, like, an absolute, like, we know, like, other podcasters, like, making jokes about Mayo Pete being a rat, but this guy is a fucking rat king. He makes Mayo Pete look like this tiny little oh. dead mouse that you feed to yeah. your pet snake. Like, and he was, and he was in, like, according to, like, more than one news report, and you can find this, he was in cabinet meetings saying, well, you know, it'd kind of be okay to let the pensioners die.
0: Yeah, yeah, they really do think that, like, like, old people are, like, a drag on the economy and not, like, the last, like, wall between them and just complete
2: revolution, Like, at the bare minimum, eternal labor victory. And I don't mean just like, you know, the Blairite cultists. I mean, like, actual labor. That's the thing.
1: (laughs) And like we've been saying before, you gotta keep in mind that the big difference between Boris Johnson and Donald Trump is Donald Trump is corrupt, stupid, and has the attention span of a lobotomized goldfish, Boris Johnson is an actually evil motherfucker who climbed his way up through the, like, snake pit that is the Tory party, successfully backstabbed the last Prime Minister into getting his current job, Uh and is just such an absolutely opportunistic manipulative scumbag who
0: deliberately plays the moron in public so it's oh yeah no he's he's like he's like if fucking like mike pence or some other no more ghoul ghoulish than that if mitch mcconnell pretended he was donald trump that's who bought that's who Boris Johnson is.
1: Yeah, like, Boris Johnson is like Mike Pence if he wasn't a snake-molesting freak, and actually could pretend to be human for extended lengths of time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like like some kind of turtleman. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, and we know that, unlike Trump, who does whatever the last thing that the people on the Fox TV told him to do, like which has happened several times, like, Boris is someone who actively, like, formulates policy and has, like, plans and ideas, even though those ideas are, like, you know, totally fucking brain-rot Tory, like, shoot the poor shit, but... So, like, for, hi- for him to, like, push it and then suddenly, like, see empirical evidence that's going, oh, wait, that's actually gonna kill a whole lot of people and that's a really stupid fucking idea, and to then do a complete U-turn towards okay, we're banning gatherings of more than two people and we're on a nationwide lockdown now, which just makes him and the health minister getting it just so much better.
0: I love the idea of, like, six to ten <sighs> million Americans dying of an infectious disease being good for the economy. Like, like, people will start going to, like, Walmart every day again because of that. Like, oh, yeah, like, three of my grandparents died Because of this infectious disease that keeps going around,
2: I'm. Time to go to Dollar General!
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just call. I'm just gonna go into, like, these tightly packed areas all the time and stuff. Like, people aren't going to fucking, like. Just all of a sudden have this consumer confidence (laughs) and have this, like. They won't want to gather. There's no. There's. Very little legal, like, strength enforcement of these lockdowns. There's very little in terms of enforcement. People are doing it because they're like, oh shit, I should be doing this, you know?
1: Yeah, but but it really says something that the Tories deliberately try to pursue a strategy that's like something that Dickens would have mocked roundly. Then they're like, oh shit, we're gonna do a U-turn, and then the very next week, Fox and fucking Lloyd Blankfein, and all these other, and like the fucking former CEO of Wells Fargo, and all these other just absolute ghouls start coming out of the woodwork going, well, you know, maybe we, we should let some people die to save the stock market. Cause you know more people will die if the stocks don't go up, right?
0: I love I love that idea that like who I I wonder what their death oh toll God. is for just like the Dow going down sixty five percent. Like I wonder what their fucking projections are. What what does the CDC say about that? Huh. I, I mean, you know that there's, like, there's been studies
1: done that show you see spikes in suicide rates when unemployment goes up, but that just kind of makes this even more really fucked up, that they're sitting here going, well, if you don't save the economy, then more people are going to die from depression and suicides, and it's like, motherfucker, how many times have you killed the economy and done that?
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> the ones who specifically are against the policies that would prevent those suicides. The, this is like the arsonist saying there yeah. needs
1: to be tighter regulation on gasoline sales the week after they torched the, the hospital down the street. Yeah,
0: it's... It's absurd.
1: Yeah, oh, so, th- God. so they're sitting here going, we, we just want to sacrifice I mean... grandma and grandpa and other random people.
0: Well, they're, like... The lieutenant governor of fucking Texas is like... Grandma and Grandpa want to sacrifice themselves. <laughs> Fucking Dan Patrick's his name. And he's like, oh, oh my yeah, God. I'm willing to die to save our economy. And of course... And Glenn Beck did too. Yeah, yeah. They're
2: <sighs> and meanwhile, my best friend is freaking out because her parents might die from this and she'd be left all alone. And I just like I I want to do something horrible to that guy. I want him to know what it would be like to live in that world. Yeah. And before you joke about, like, you know, the arsonist burning down the hospital, like, I, I don't mean this to be like, you know, oh, you shouldn't joke about this stuff, because, you know, that's that's not my thing. But, like... Some some Nazi dipshit tried to go blow up yeah. a oh, yeah. hospital in Missouri because he thought, okay, this is my chance to, like, you know,
0: <laughs> start the boogaloo. <baby>
2: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They really think that, yeah, yeah, because it's all a hoax and. These people don't matter anyway, so you know let's just let's just kill them all um like that's that's yeah. what the guy was thinking, and then he gets owned by the <laughs> he gets owned by the f b
0: i right wingers have no material analysis on how to do anything, so they think that if they if they're just dramatic enough, then things will go their way, and that's not happening i mean. <laughs>
1: Well, that's fascism, really. Drama kings.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Total drama kings. It's just
0: aestheticization of politics. I mean, they're basically just doing
1: some, like, Turner Diaries, Camp of Saints siege shit that would never actually happen. And when the people who were, like, the influences on the Turner Diaries tried their whole, like, bloody mess of lone wolf violence in the 80s, it ended with them all getting shot or thrown in prison. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh. I mean, some of them are still doing hard time. Yeah,
0: the OKC guy, still in prison with Ted Kaczynski and one of the planners for 9-11.
1: And and so then you just get from all this filtering up, like, through this, like, the fucking economic press and the right-wing pundits that, at, like, Fox Business and shit, like, even had, like, fucking, of course, damn it, Larry had to say something. Oh, yeah. He had to come out. he had to come out and say, oh, "Well, God. you know, we basically have to choose between, like, is the cure
0: worse than the disease?" Yeah, we basically have to. Is the cure worse than the and... disease?
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> Larry, well, I know we know you have a problem, and we've talked about it before. It's like, yes, man. withdrawals
0: are bad. It sucks. It really does, Larry. But like the disease, it's killing you, bud. It's killing you.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't try to keep doing your high-stress day job as, like, the chief economic advisor to Donald Trump while you're attempting to do rehab. I mean, that and cold turkey is just a terrible idea. I mean, it's, like, you're endangering your mental health there. You really should yeah. be doing more drugs
0: if you're going to keep that job, dude. Yeah. Come on. We need, we need an intervention yeah. for Larry. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> someone call his mom <laughs> call his like
1: call his family members you know call oh, them all she, up. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. and the thing of it is which really just kind of pisses me off is I mean, even if we did just basically sacrifice all these people to Moloch it's it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter we were due for a recession like two years ago and ever since that started, you know, ever since we started creeping towards that reality, they've been trying increasingly heroic measures to keep the economy running. And guess what? We're all out of firepower. Money isn't real anymore. Well, they've, they've full on invented new guns for
0: this. Like the municipal bailout, the municipal and state bond bailout. Yeah, yeah. like just like, They're just like, oh, we're out of firepower. Well, we better invent new kinds. I mean, like, just do stuff that's completely unprecedented in the U.S. And if you were, like, a fucking South Africa or something, you would get a full-on, like, sanctions and shit from the IMF. But,
1: yeah. (laughs) And it's just so disgusting that these people are sitting around. Like, you could even see it with the Mm -hmm. stocks. Like, Monday, as all this like just absolute like let's just line up millions of people on the bloody altar of capitalism so we can bring back the bull market the stocks jumped and they managed to actually stay up continuously for three days as like donald trump is sitting here going oh we're gonna have everything raring to go by easter it's like if you want no further proof that capitalism is the most fucked economic system there is and
0: depends on killing people. There you go. Honestly, I would approve more of a palace economy at this point. We need like an actual god emperor who runs the entire economy from the capital city and I'm willing to do corby labor for my grain. I don't know about you guys, but it's a much more dependable system than
2: capitalism. (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh god (laughs) seriously
1: Like, like at this point I mean at this point it's like the next time somebody is all like well anything other than capitalism won't work because socialism kills grillions of people and they start just like inventing numbers to say anything other than capitalism is bad it's like here is here are capitalists literally advocating the exact same shit Stalin did during the Ukrainian famines. Full stop. Like, this is the same thing. This is, I'm just gonna let people fucking die so we can keep the numbers up.
0: That is the exact thing that they say that is, like, so special about fucking capitalism and stuff, but it's, I mean, like, it's all capitalism. Hot take, absolute hottest take, the Soviet Union was capitalist. But, uh, <laughs> this is going to get the show canceled. Uh, um, we'll no longer be able to get any funding from, uh, you know, Chairman Z. Uh, but we'll manage to survive. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not only the fucking Republicans and like Trump and fucking Daniel from Texas, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's Kimo too. It's Tony C, uh, from New York. Uh, oh yeah,
1: the guy that the media
0: is like fucking drooling buckets over for the last four or five days. They're just like shooting rope on little pictures of him and shit. It's fucking disgusting. He he's got like there's literally a picture of him with this graph. Like he's like showing this graphic of like. Fulcrum and Lever like as like a balance between the economy and saving lives. (laughs) Like (laughs) he did this
1: like hours before Trump did his whole well, we need to get the economy raring to go, and then suddenly he's all like, Oh, we can't sacrifice our grandparents for economic growth. It's like, motherfucker, you were literally about to make that case. Yeah, he's just Oh my god, he's like He's proposing cutting Medicaid. In the middle of a pandemic, you know, Uh because fuck the poor. Let's just let them die. Yeah. And he even like when Mayor de Blasio, I mean, he's got his own problems, but at least when shit was starting to snowball around the same time as when like California was closing the schools and shut down the San Francisco Bay Area completely. De Blasio was saying, yeah, we need shelter in place in New York. And Cuomo immediately jumped out and went no, you cannot do that. It will cause confusion. It will make things worse. It will panic people. Only the state has the authority to issue shelter-in-place orders. And basically punted for four days. Yeah, um, yeah, no. On, like, on March, yeah, March 17th, he says his whole, de Blasio, you can't issue a shelter-in-place order in the biggest, busiest city in the United States, which would have saved lives. We know this is true because all the science, all the results from, like, China and Japan and...
0: California.
1: Italy, everywhere, is you do shelter in place, you lock down early, and people will not die. If you drag ass on it, people will die, and things will get exponentially worse. Yeah,
0: it's... And if you cut it off early, like... Basically, there's barely any pushback against that except for, like, commentators. There's no real institutional pushback. Like,
1: there was a morning consult poll that was even done on this, where they polled Americans about their opinions on the quarantine, and something like 75% were like, yeah, we'd be totally fine with staying locked in until, like, the end of April, or even May, if we have to.
0: Yeah, people are willing to make sacrifices to save the world (laughs) so but they're not gonna
1: fucking die for wall street no one's gonna do
0: that
2: I mean that's trending yeah like so is
1: general strike (laughs) hell yeah I mean they must be either arrogant desperate stupid or all of the above to actually be publicly going this is a sacrifice I'm willing to make even though you're the ones who are gonna die
2: and here's the other thing and this is Honestly, this is what really worries me. We don't actually have a good handle on what the actual death rate is. There were figures that, uh, coming out of Italy that pointed to as high as, like, 9%. Yeah, yeah. Well, her, the
0: death rate is very vague right now because it's, I mean, it's circumstantial. Like, we're we're not
2: in a situation. Yeah. And a lot of it is coming from, like places where they're only having to do limited triage like the worst the worst is yet to come and some places are putting that off you know trying to flatten the curve so that the worst doesn't happen but it's like at some point you know a bunch of people are going to code they're going to need ventilators and when those ventilators aren't there, they're just gonna die choking on their own fluids
1: and what makes this even worse is there's nowhere near enough testing equipment in the united states to keep up with this shit or get even an accurate measure so it's important to keep in mind that when you look like when you're looking at the numbers they're talking about in the news of how many verified cases there are of COVID-19, the disproportionately small sample sizes compared to the overall population that they're taking would, under any other circumstances, make this data junk data and be considered totally useless for any
0: analytical purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. The thing is, we've got, like, a series of incomparable situations where, like, China, Italy, Spain, and the U.S. all have completely different healthcare systems.
1: Yeah, and the U.K. Let's not forget that they're about to, like, go right off a... Oh, actually, speaking of ventilators for extra fun, because this is one that's been bouncing around, is, like, Boris is all like, oh, look, Dyson, that, like, big, like, tool-making firm run by a hardcore Brexiteer that totally didn't outsource everything to Malaysia... It figured out how to make a ventilator in like 10 days and they're ready to enter production. It's like that's the big headline that's bouncing around from there. But the one that's not getting out there is contracted NHS suppliers that are based in the UK are not receiving orders for ventilators. These are people who are ready to go, can already churn out extra ventilators. But instead, the Tories are like, no, let's give this to like fucking our big-shot donor slash Brexiteer dude, who's never even made this equipment before.
0: They can't turn off the ground for one second. This is, this is like Romans bribing their way into the Visigoth kingdom level of shit right now, like
2: (laughs) So this is like, the, the thing of it is, is that they can't possibly ship those, and you know, I saw a story recently, um, on Twitter. What? Um, oh, yeah, Medford Life. Where in an NHS hospital contacted, like, this medical supply fetish company? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, they, um, they, uh, one of the hospitals in their local area was like, do you, do you have anything? And they basically shipped them their entire sterile inventory. Um, and they were when they talked about this on Twitter, they were like, you know, the fact that they had to come to us to, you know, get just that much more little bit of equipment is appalling, is fucking terrifying. <laughs> Because we didn't have that much to give, like, we're, you know, we're a very small outfit, we don't normally need to stock a whole bunch of stuff.
1: And then, of course, Trump is getting into bidding wars with state governments over getting this equipment in the first place, which is making it worse and creating all kinds of unnecessary supply complications. Um,
2: Oh, I don't think you need all that many ventilators. Uh, You're asking for too
1: much. Like, and you've got, like, fucking scumbag Trump and scumbag Boris doing their shit. And the fucking virgin Cuomo over there, who's, like, playing catch up after dragging ass and possibly making things worse. And over here, we got our
0: boy Chad Newsom. Yeah, fucking... This guy's name is Gavin. He's, like, already a millennial, but, like, (laughs) he's fucking... His name is now Chad. Because he is Ch- like yeah, Chad Newsome, and he's he's canceled rent and mortgages in yeah. California. He's just like, nah, bitch. And,
1: and just announced today because last week he sat down with some local. While Trump was like busy faffing around and like hate tweeting at General Motors, he sat down with like some <laughs> big like manufacturers in California and said right so i need you to start making ventilators fucking yesterday and thanks to that today care of cal matters governor Newsom was very confidently announcing well it looks like we're going to have enough ventilators we're not going to get overwhelmed and not see unnecessary death
2: yeah they um among other things they set up a shop to refurbish um obsolete uh, ventilators that had been taken out of service. Because up until like a few weeks ago, you could still pick up a ventilator that maybe wasn't, you know, the latest shiniest model, but was still, you know, good enough for like about $6,000. And so they basically just started grabbing these. yeah, And refurbishing them.
1: And, you know, also, like, taking over hotels to house homeless people. And, I mean, it's like, for a guy who was basically a product churned out of the San Francisco machine, he has, like, been surprisingly, like, basically lifting 80% of Bernie Sanders' pandemic plan and running with it without even, like, asking for permission or giving any fucks.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, like... California is the state that is best responding to this entire crisis in every way. Not just in terms of healthcare and making sure respirators are being manufactured. Again, California is probably the U.S. state with the most actual heavy industry in it. But it's also just stuff like rent and mortgage freezes. Like, people are going to Californians are going to come out of this in a much better shape than anywhere else in the United States.
1: Particularly if you're talking, like, Texas, Alabama, or Mississippi.
0: Oh, God. I mean, like, even Florida is going to be just awful. I... I I
1: mean, I can feel... I mean, Louisiana is also going to be a mess, but I at least feel for them a bit, because... Uh The big thing that's going to fuck them up is it looks like, quite predictably, Mardi Gras turned into a giant vector. But at the time when things were leading up, like Louisiana health officials were asking the feds, hey, is everything all right? And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. So Louisiana health officials and the governor there were going into Mardi Gras being all like, well, the worst thing we have to worry about is the flu. We've had to deal with that before and it's never ruined Mardi Gras. So they didn't even know that they were. Sending people into a plague pit because fucking Donald Trump wanted to keep his numbers up.
2: It's like getting that. uh, Like, I've been playing a lot of Plague Inc. recently, and it's like getting that. I don't know, either like, you know, the International Day of Kissing Mm -hmm. in an area where you're infected, or getting like the Olympics. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the olympics were canceled it's like we never should have fired up we never should have done the olympics now everyone's infected <laughs> and it's like yes uh, i got my hell virus into you it's
0: i'm so happy that that's the Tokyo what Olympics was somehow stopped because that was going to be just an awful olympics like that was gonna be a disaster oh yeah and not, not even, just from like even outside you know. <laughs> of corona it was going to be a really shitty
2: olympics <laughs> yeah oh. but this is just like i mean
1: so
0: i mean it's just
2: psychic children do we really need that in the world right yeah now? <laughs> there's some
0: yeah at the very least akira and you know that's not fun but yeah you know i mean we've already got
1: Boris trying to go for the village of the damned, so let's please not, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Ugh. And
1: so it's just like... Good god. It's just so fucking mental that they're all lining up, going... And I mean, you'd think that if we're going to assume for a second the market is literally a hungry and thirsting god that demands skulls at the base of the skull throne, then wouldn't it make sense to sacrifice Jeff Bezos or someone like that? Right? Like, they're the job creators. They actually have piles of money. Aren't they supposed to be, like, the epitome of capitalism? So wouldn't that make them, like, the perfect sacrifice instead of, like, your grandma on Social Security or your uncle who's on his pension?
0: I know, right? Uh, Ah, I know. It's weird. I... I hate it all. I mean, but, I mean, firstly, like, there huh. are some good rich people, you know. And oh, yeah. I'm talking yeah, about funny. rich well, people I who mean, don't control capital. Like Britney Spears.
2: Oh, yeah, Comrade Britney. <laughs> <laughs> that was not something I was expecting. Workers, bitch. Uh...
1: <laughs> it, it's 2020. <laughs> we need to just, like, relax our general assumptions about what should be expected
0: well Pam Anderson is already like a deep green communist or something right now so we've got that and now we're getting uh now we're getting syndicalist Brittany who wants there to be a general strike
1: and like wealth redistribution Uh and then Fran Drescher jumps in and is like capitalism is just another word for the ruling elite and it's like nice Comrade Fran, <laughs> I, I guess what we're saying is the watchword. Critical
2: support to our like. I, I
1: guess
0: what we're saying is this
1: podcast is officially now following the new party line of Anderson, Spears, Dresher, thought.
0: Yeah, that's that's what it's. This is our official ideology, and I mean that in the most zizekian way possible.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, keeping in mind ideology is a spook of
2: course ideology, ideology. <laughs> we are all eating <laughs> from the trash can of ideology the trash can of ideology
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are all are we still? dancing on the Lollapalooza stage of ideology behind Britney Spears
1: <laughs> by the way we would like to put it out to our <laughs> listeners that if you were that particular witch who transformed a raccoon into Slavaj Zizek, I mean, no judgment, but we'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, that is, you can be the first guest on our show, and <laughs> <laughs> and you, we will not force you to reveal your secrets, except for the ones about Chicha. Those will be yeah.
1: worse. we're gonna need to know the details <laughs> of how you managed to do that, oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, so we got like Anderson Spears Dresher thought as now a thing, um
0: yeah, I love it, I love it there's been that uh there's been that one guy who's like a big actor in the eighties who also said like sign up with the IWW, but I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we
1: got um Woody Harrelson He's, oh like, yeah, out and proud anarchist, and like got arrested for like doing a banner drop off the Golden Gate Bridge once- mm-hmm. I mean yeah, we got like some cool people,
0: yeah, yeah, so <laughs> uh it's
1: so those
0: <laughs> those rich people will mainly They're cool. they'll they'll mainly just be expropriated, they will not be sacrificed to Malek. and Because, like, honestly, like, the market is mysterious and even sacrifice work.
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, and we saw that this week with the fucking stonks going everywhere. Like, it was, I mean, the most damning with faint praise thing that any, that came out of CNBC in the past week was, like, by Wednesday, there had been three continuous days. Of stock growth. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they immediately were like, well, this is great. This is the best continuous rebound in the history of the Dow since 1931.
0: Oh my god. That's...
2: (laughs) They fucking jinxed.
0: (laughs) That's like, oh wow, this is the best week for the Dow since (laughs) It's just... I'm sorry. Sounds like,
1: the Great Depression went, high. I'm just gonna, like, eat this economy as a light snack, and that rebound, <laughs> like, did fuck all to I know. reverse that trend.
2: It's so dumb. Oh my god, it was so like... <laughs> <dumb. laughs>
1: like, they're not saying the D word out loud, but come on.
0: Yeah, it's, we're getting a depression. You can't do anything about it. You just have to make sure people can live through it. That's that's all we've got. That's all we've got right now.
1: Yeah, and it's so like, and in the middle of this, we've got the oil market is just continuing to turn to dog shit. Because remember that like sausage contest between Putin and Mr. Bonesaw? Well, apparently both those gentlemen decided the best way to- that's King Bonesaw now. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, we don't know what's happened to his dad, but, you know, King Bonesaw and Putin decided the best way to resolve their ongoing competition was to attach motors to the sausage grinders. So now we're looking at the distinct possibility of the first time since, like, the 1970s of oil dropping to $10 a barrel. (sighs) Ah.
0: I love that. I love that so much.
1: Like, that sound you're hearing in the background as you're listening <laughs> oh is
0: the sound of every single oil
1: executive in Houston seeing how well their suit jackets work as a parachute.
0: Yeah. It's it's gonna be beautiful. I love that oil economies are just going to fucking die. They're, it's going to be so expensive to bring up these, these oil rigs and all of these fucking fracking operations again if like they want to bring up production i it'll it be great they they won't be able to there's no there's no money in oil anymore and yeah and the two the two countries that rely most on getting yeah. money from oil have made sure of that it's this yeah. it's this total prisoners dilemma where they're like okay you can stop snitching And they're like, no, I want to keep snitching. And they're like, you do realize that, like, you're extending both of your sentences at this point. I'm going to keep snitching. (laughs) I hate that guy. And and both of them
1: need, like, both those governments need oil to be at much higher levels in terms of price than it is to remain solvent. All of the oil industry that's not publicly owned is not profitable at these prices full fucking stop. Oh, like yeah. The only reason Saudi Arabia could even contemplate something this stupid is because their base production cost is around $3 a barrel.
0: <laughs> yeah, for now. It, it'll it be real nice to see what happens with fucking Saudi Arabia. Because the idea that they can just cut their revenues at a time like this is... It just undermines the Saudi state so much. Like, their investments have tanked, too. So that whole, like, the tourism is gone. Like, they don't have anything anymore. How are they supposed to bribe all of these nobles, you know? The Hajj is effectively cancelled this year, and that's a like, huge, huge draw into Saudi Arabia. That's, like, the reason Saudi Arabia exists. Like, literally it is the reason it exists. So... yeah,
2: Because nobody wants to harm Mecca. Nobody wants to harm Medina. Um, because er- uh, anyone who tried would get dogpiled, except that now it's looking like, you know, King Bonesaw has just completely fucked the Yeah, how's he gonna it. build that city um, in the desert? I don't the, know the like Jetson the, the, city
0: that he wants with a Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. Oh, so sad. So sad.
2: I'm starting to see why it's so hard to get that achievement in <sighs> Donna Chaos. Like, it's just so, like. <laughs> and because of all this
1: shit that's going down, and particularly because of just the absolute fucking, like pbr light shit that was the congressional stimulus bill like even if let's say for a minute you could let's say for a minute and it purely hypothetically that donald trump was right when he said one day it will all disappear and it'll be like a miracle let's say that somehow happened on monday and coronavirus just suddenly vanished the economy would still be in the fucking toilet because All the damage that's been... Like, there's agricultural producers and food producers have literally lost inventory. Manufacturers have had to warehouse inventory they can't afford to warehouse. This is, like... Lots of costs that were not supposed to happen have been piling up on all corners of the economy, and big retailers like Macy's and Bed Bath and Beyond were shuttering stores and laying off thousands of people before coronavirus through a whole fucking box of wrenches into global capitalism.
0: yeah, that's the fucking problem is that there the system was teetering without coronavirus. We were sitting there. From episode one, going like, we're at the edge of the cliff here. The fucking roller coaster is clack, 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 and we're tipping over. And that was before we figured out the coronavirus yeah, was going to kill everyone. So, like, <laughs> this isn't gonna happen. We're not going to
2: have I this. I mean, recovery. at first we fought. At first we fought back. Then. So, like,. At first, we thought, you know, okay, so they've they've got this shit locked down, like it's just in China, and China's doing pretty good at it. They've got they're doing all the right things to contain this fucking virus. Um, but the supply chains just ate shit, so we're we're gonna have a recession. Uh, there's no two ways about this. Um, and. I think some of us, uh, I I think some people were like, oh, you know, that's not, that's not really a thing. Like, it's gonna be fine. And then this fucking happens. Well, but even while
1: China was theoretically locking things down and taking care of it, you had shit like Trump's Commerce Secretary, Wilbur Ross, on January 30th, going on Fox Business saying that China's coronavirus will help bring jobs back to the United yeah, States.
0: There the people who the people predicting a rebound or a recovery happening happening anytime within the next like fucking 3 years at the very least. I'm predicting like fucking never, but <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, barring heroic measures these people who were saying that we're going to have a recovery or a rebound they were the ones saying that there would be no crash they're the ones saying that the, the outlook was fucking bright yeah and
1: if you then like pop into your google and you use the advanced search functions to check the date ranges for google news search and you look up what these guys were saying in 2007 2008, as the market was disintegrating, they were saying the same goddamn thing. It it cannot be said enough that the economic press, generally speaking, and the business press is absolutely terrible at predicting crashes or analyzing them as they're happening because for them, it's more important to either fucking clap their hands to wake up the free market fairy. Or, as has happened this week, start saying, well, actually, you know, maybe we should start, like, letting the blood flow on the altars of the bull.
0: They will turn Wall Street into a goddamn Aztec pyramid and just start marching the old and poor up the fucking steps. If we let them. Like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And And you even saw this with the fucking stimulus bill that, like. I mean, at least the House version, after, like, the congressional leadership, the congressional Democratic leadership managed to, like, spectacularly faceplant in the stupidest way possible, they actually managed to come up with a pretty decent, like, 70% of what Bernie Sanders was fighting for. But then over here, you've got the fucking Senate that was like, here's $1,200 once and a $500 billion slush fund for corporations and we're not even going to like extend unemployment to cover people's salaries until fucking bernie chewed everyone a new asshole and made them do it yeah like i thought he was the guy who never got anything passed
2: this is how he does things though and his detractors have never understood what the fuck it is that sanders actually does in the senate how he operates and they call him the amendment king
1: in washington for a reason he's really good at getting shit into existing bills that are going to pass like unlike joe biden who's pulling his whole bullshit of well the bankruptcy bill that i made into an absolute dog shit sandwich would have been worse if i didn't like put the cat shit in there like, he, act, like, Bernie actually, like, legitimately goes, let's replace that dog shit with, like, something
2: edible, like, Spam.
0: I, I hate this so much.
2: Yeah. And, and that's when he's actually at his most coherent, because, um, I, I mean, I realize this wasn't really on our list to talk about, but, where did he
0: I think Biden he's just go? in isolation. I mean, like, it's he they the worst. they don't want him saying things in the first place you know like and so this is the perfect excuse he's just been hiding because they're like he's got this in the bag at this point the only people who are going to vote from now on are just old people who don't believe in coronavirus and
2: yeah oh yeah the whole the kill Grandma primary. Remember that? Remember that, oh, that shit?
1: Was, yeah. Like, you know. The DNC saying, don't you fucking dare postpone your primaries on March 17th. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Joe Biden going like, oh, it's totally safe to go out and vote.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. and now Florida has- Pritzker like, basically whole- decided, you know what? I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sacrifice boomers, especially black boomers, on the altar of keeping my political machine running. That's what you did!
1: Yeah. I And we know that that's what happened, because there are now multiple verified cases in Florida and Illinois of poll workers who have coronavirus.
2: Yeah. And honestly, and them- the whole The whole Florida situation just. Like, I I grew up in Florida, okay? I still have a little bit of fondness for the place. And it's like, you know, they are so woefully unprepared. And that was before DeSantis went all, you know, death cultists. We've got to push the boomers into, you know, into the plague pit.
0: Very uncool, I will say. I will say it. I don't. I know this might get me cancelled coronavirus and the response to it has been very uncool but all of this bullshit is not being unrecognized by workers throughout fucking America it's not in the past week there's been like 10 goddamn wildcat strikes like it's amazing oh
2: hell yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. And there's also been, oh, and by the way, fun one to point out for anyone who's listening. Even though the Taft-Hartley Act is absolute dog shit and was terrible for the labor movement, it does have a fun little clause that says workers can refuse to work even if they don't have a union if they feel their job is not safe. That is
0: legally protected. (laughs) I will remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this may be relevant eventually. To remember that. And, yeah, so we're looking at... Oh man, how many... I'm just going to go through real quick every single Wildcat strike going on right now. There are... The Fiat Chrysler Windsor Assembly Plant. Let's go. United Auto Workers just put down their tools fucking Detroit, baby. uh, dungeon- Dundee engine plant in Ann Arbor in Toledo North Assembly put down their tools. Warren Truck Assembly, Ford's Michigan Assembly, everything's- the UAW
2: uh,
0: was fighting to keep them on the job. They walked out. Tons of locations in the fucking steel belt cause- they ain't resting. They're still working there. In Georgia, fucking Purdue workers at a poultry plant walked off the job. They fucking left because it was fucking unsafe. Amazon in Queens. They fucking they had a sit down. <laughs> refused to work. Fucking uh, Crush Bar in Portland. The 27 employees who were laid off They did a sit-in, and they got their sick time checks. Boom. Uh, Fucking bus drivers in Detroit stopped their routes until they got free fare and safe buses. Safe and clean buses. Birmingham, Alabama also did a wildcat strike of bus drivers. Call center workers at Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. Boom. One-day wildcat strike. That's IWW. IWW call center workers in Madison and Milwaukee also engaged in a sick-out strike and got their better pay and demands. City maintenance workers in Cleveland, Ohio. Cuyahoga County sewer maintenance employees. Boom. Walked off the job, called in sick. Construction workers in Las Vegas. Electricians in Kaiser Hospital in Sacramento. McDonald's workers in San Jose in Los Angeles. This is happening all over the country. We're seeing... Oh, yeah, we're seeing... Yeah, yeah, they're demanding hazard pay. And there's fucking, uh, Burgerville in Portland. Uh, there was another walkout <laughs> strike for the, uh, Burgerville Workers Union. And finally, port workers in Oakland, California, those lovely longshoremen, they're threatening to do a wildcat strike. This is all over the place. People are going ham on employers right now. And then the
1: biggest ones yet to come on, well, this will probably be when this airs, but on March 30th, the like 100,000 some odd gig workers employed by Instacart are threatening a strike.
0: Yeah, we're seeing the most militant labor action since fucking fuck? 1932. Yeah, 1932. This is as if 1929 happened but everyone was like already getting militant. Like we went in to this crash With the most militant labor years since the 50s. Yeah. And now it's... It's looking good, folks. People are more militant. Workers are more militant and fighting for their rights harder than they have been in nearly 100 years. This is a good thing. And...
1: Yeah. And people generally support not fucking dying for Wall Street unless you're like a stupid chud like that mega pastor in Louisiana or the other one who's in Virginia who said that coronavirus is a hoax until
0: he died of the hoax hoax death hate hate it you hate to see it folks getting killed by a hoax <laughs> so like, yeah I mean it's
1: amazing like and it's <laughs>
2: Coronavirus toll rates, no disrespect!
1: It's, we've got so much of this activity that's boiling up all over, and you've got, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the, in, the entire reason why the House Democrats, uh, se- the House Democratic leadership suddenly, like, realized they had a backbone. And should actually, like, at least pretend to give a shit about working people is probably because one of Nancy Pelosi's aides pulled her aside and said, So, um, uh, Speaker Pelosi, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh my Eat the god, the rich is trending on Eat Twitter, the rich
0: is trending on Twitter.
1: People are talking about spending their 400 dollars yeah, stimulus it's looking checks good. on building guillotines.
2: Yeah, yeah. Remember and, and it I mean, costs twelve hundred dollars to build a guillotine.
0: I mean, and even like this like rent strike thing, the the rent strike on like this general rent strike on April first isn't going to happen. It's it's not going to happen, but it, it has been a good idea because we're seeing a lot oh, of I'm... tenants unions just spring up inspired by this and actually doing their own rent strikes.
1: Like, whole buildings are... This isn't just, like, individual apartments or whatever. This is, like... There's, like, a whole building in Houston that... And we found out about this because some landlord was bitching about it on a Reddit thread. Going, what the fuck am I gonna do? Because their entire building said, yeah, we're not paying rent because we can't. So, bite me. So, like... I mean, even though, like, the talk about doing a rent strike on April 1st is... Like, there's not exactly, like, a nationwide tenancy union or something that's behind this. Circumstances may effectively mean uh-huh. that yeah. a rent strike yeah, happens it's, anyway.
0: It's good shit. I love it. I love it so much. This is, like, <laughs> we can't forget that there is some good news here, and that people are organizing so much for, like, how, like, fucking You know, just how awful things are and how hard it is to see other people. People are still managing to organize because right now, all you can do to save yourself in so many situations is organize. There's no other choice anymore. And people who are untrained, people who are uh, non-ideological or apolitical are getting into this. Because it's just plain self-interest. It's self-preservation.
1: And that was before all these ghouls started sharpening their knives and, uh, like, stoking the sacrificial fires and saying, well, some of you are going to have to die so that we can fatten our stock portfolios. Like, that's going to go down as, like... This oh yeah, decades, yeah. Let them eat cake.
0: Open by Easter
1: will be the new lip, but that's a sacrifice like, we're to
2: make.
1: I, I can't believe. I mean, okay, I can believe that Trump would be stupid enough to think that's a good idea, because he does not have the attention span to handle something like coronavirus. Because like all the best research that's out there is saying that it's very likely there's going to be second waves of infections and maybe possibly even third ones. And like the most credible studies are saying the way things are going, we're probably going to see this wave die down. And then you'll probably see a second one like mid-summer to late summer or something like that. That'll die down. And then a final one that kicks up in just like November, December, like in the winter before we... hopefully get things under control and have like vaccines and stuff out there to be able to like prevent this from continuing to be a problem but it that's asking for donald trump to pay attention to something
0: yeah and importantly what's happening is a normal vaccine like they need to test them for long-term side effects So even the vaccines that were quite maybe developed as soon as like January and February, they still need those 18 months to come out. And until then, the health authorities, the uh, what is it, the Imperial College of Medicine or whoever they are, um, they're saying we need to do two months of social distancing and then one month of going back to normal, two months of social distancing, one back one back to normal until it just, we get the vaccine distributed because coronavirus will keep coming back.
2: Or at the very least enough, you know, the serum distributed because one of the more promising, um, treatment methods is to, uh, basically harvest plasma from recovered COVID patients. Um, the recovered ones with like high, um, viral loads because they've got a lot of like antibodies that can be used and you can you can use that to um basically shore up people's immune systems um and tell them hey you know this weird virusing you've got you need to respond to it now with overwhelming force so like given the time
1: horizons and stuff I'm not surprised that Trump genuinely thinks that he can get things reopened by Easter because he is just sort of incapable of comprehending this thing called patience or that a crisis will take time to address and unravel, especially one of this nature that he can't threaten or bluff or bullshit away. So I can accept that, of course, he would be stupid enough. To see the talking heads on Fox Business and go, oh yeah, they're totally right. But what just absolutely baffles me is that the talking heads at the Wall Street Journal and Fox Business and fucking Lloyd Blankfein, the former like CEO of Goldman Sachs, who saw people sharpening pitchforks during two thousand eight, which he helped happen, make happen, even after like the totally fucking. Vampire assholes running the Tory party walked back. This whole let them fucking die shit. And that after all this, they still turn around and go, well, you know, maybe we should just let the poorest die
0: openly, in public. Yeah, they really do think they're invincible. They do. They think that there is nothing that can. St- Take them out of their place of power. You know?
2: Yeah, because it's like... The the thing that stopped a lot of this was Obama. Because Obama was like, Okay, yeah, I'm gonna fix it. Um, We're gonna do a stimulus. Um, That stimulus turned out to be like a wet fart and basically just a giveaway to corporate interests. But... He was willing to pretend that he was gonna do something about it. And Trump makes a lot of noise, but ultimately he's gonna give the corporations their slash fund. And that's what that's what that's what they want to see. Um but the problem is, is they think that they took the wrong lesson. Yeah, and that.
0: the and the Democrats will the Democrats will make sure that the petty bourgeoisie also get a share of that. (laughs) That's what they're there for.
1: (laughs) But I think it goes beyond, like, the money conveyor belt aspect. Like, that they, you know, they want to make sure the money conveyor belt keeps going. I think it's also that I, on some level, they, like, desperation may actually be the best explanation, along with a bit of arrogance and stupidity, because... When you look at the Imperial College of Medicine's recommendations and the other recommendations from health officials of what will need to happen, modern free market capitalism is completely incompatible with that. You cannot turn the markets on and off like a switch yeah. and just like neoliberalism cannot function like I that
2: we could like
1: even the chinese like like the p r c s state capitalism thing would have a very hard time functioning under those conditions because they still need to keep their profits and growth up. Like The only viable solution is basically some sort of command economy like what's happening in California in bits and pieces. It's that That's just what you would have to do. You have to pay everybody wages so they can keep buying stuff. You have to compensate The people who are in most hazardous positions extra so that they'll keep showing up to work and doing their jobs and not completely flipping their shit. And you're going to have to order manufacturers to produce things they normally don't make at scale to make sure that there's not unnecessary deaths and there's enough equipment. So it, and between that and the fact that everybody is now getting a very hands on lesson in. Who is and is not actually necessary to make a society function? They're looking at this one two punch of being rendered completely irrelevant
0: because reality said, fuck you. Exactly. What's happened is that we're seeing the free market completely fail in real time, and at the same time, thanks to COVID, we're seeing who actually runs everything and makes it uh, a life possible and so that's creating a certain level of class consciousness you know and
2: yeah i mean it's like yeah the when i went to the grocery store like I could not help but think, like, you know, these people are braver than the troops. <laughs> uh, completely unironically. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they they are on the front lines yeah. of this. They, you know, that's, like, the end point of logistics for, you know, essential goods. Because that's how we've arranged our society, and what I was trying to get at earlier is that a lot of these elites, they think that, like, oh, it's going to be like 2008. We've got a friendly guy in the White House. He'll do the thing for us. He'll give us our slush funds. And that will satiate the proles. We don't have to worry about the proles. And it's true that Obama did manage to defuse those tensions. But Trump Trump can't do that. And neither can Biden, for that matter.
0: There's no action that the U.S. government can take mm-hmm. short of nationalizing major sectors of the economy to stop this freefall. And that is anathema mm-hmm. to the people who are in charge. Mm-hmm.
1: Because the wor- their worst possible nightmare would be if such emergency measures were put into place and they performed better than neoliberal capitalism ever did in meeting people's
2: needs.
0: Exactly. They can't even do it temporarily because then people would be like, why can't we have this all the time? (laughs) Exactly. It's, and I mean, and you're seeing
1: this also with like, And we've talked about this before, and this one you want to keep your eye out for is like mutual aid groups popping up all over the place and people saying, you know what, we actually can work together and find ways to help each other. It's, I mean, the thing that best sums it up is like this tweet that's been going around that basically the gist of it was like apocalyptic fiction. Everyone turns on each other. It's a war of all against all and raiders will like pick the survivors clean and then it goes to like apocalyptic reality people are singing to each other from their balconies and making like free like broadcasting plays and operas for free and helping like shop and
0: like get each other to the hospital and shit and it's like yeah my neighbor brought us toilet paper my neighbor literally came over to our house and was like hey do you need toilet paper and we were like (laughs) Yes, we very much do. <laughs> and he gave us toilet yeah. paper. It's just small stuff like that, you know? That's like people are coming together.
1: Yeah. Or like watching mutual aid networks explode across like well, everywhere really. It's there's just so much that is it everything the capitalists have said about human nature is being
0: proven spectacularly yeah. wrong. Exactly, what we're seeing right here is there's no yeah. I mean, looting you get the
2: right occasional
0: report like, bad behavior, but like because people, because people, <laughs> well, because people are staying at home because they know that's best. Looting itself, people in general. I mean, maybe not in general, but a significant portion of the population knows that looting's cool and good. And this section of the population is still staying home anyway, yeah. even though it would be super easy to go looting right now. You know? Because everyone knows that it is that you need to stay at home to do the best for everyone else. And so people are doing that. People are going against what would be a crude self-interest and working towards a larger self-interest. A more collective, one could almost say class-based interest. Mm -hmm. Like, instead of, like, grabbing
1: some bike tires and going all fucking Fallout fiends or something like that, they're doing puppet shows on Zoom. And like having like like holding like skill shares and shit and like the only people who are really talking about doing the whole like fucking Mad Max shit are all these maga chuds who are sitting around telling each other how they're totally going to loot those like bernie voters
0: houses or something and they're not doing it well they're trying to blow up hospitals but uh <laughs> yeah
2: and yeah, no, the... We're seeing... Yeah, like we talked about earlier. Like... But... Even there, like, kind of, you know... Uh, even some of them are like, you know... Like, this thing can kill me. Um, and I should stay at home. um It's, you know, the real... Yeah, it's the real black pill chuds that are like, yeah, I'm going to talk to this FBI guy and get me a truck bomb.
0: Yeah, they, well, what we're seeing here is the right-wing ideas of people are dissolving. We're seeing uh, groups that are slandered as antisocial and uh, disastrous to humanity in general, becoming more useful than the government itself. If you look at Rio de Janeiro, the gangs are enforcing quarantine, and the government is shooting people from helicopters. It's... (laughs) Yeah, it's so, like, absolutely, like,
1: and I bet, like, if your name is Lloyd Blankfein, you're looking at this, and you've got to be in the deepest case of denial ever of, like, looking at people showing that human beings fundamentally don't want to hurt each other, and that Charlie Chaplin monologue from The Great Dictator is, like, the most one of the most accurate descriptions of the human condition there is— and they're looking at this, and on some level, they must be deeply denying that this makes them a bunch of, like, horrific sociopathic monsters.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, and... they're all sitting around going, Hans, are we the baddies? I mean, they're
0: probably <laughs> not even at that point yet, but... No, they, they, they won't say that, even while they're being, like, marched on by an angry mob. They will not, that will not cross their mind. It's like,
2: why is this happening to me? I, I should be marched to Central Park.
1: I, nothing better shows that than fucking Bloomberg, who, when he started, is like the most expensive fucking boondoggle in American political history. Uh, promised his campaign workers as a way of recruiting them, I will pay you all the way through to November, no matter what happens, and blah, 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 blah. And he basically laid them off just after he dropped out. And add insult to injury, after promising to pay them and give all of these benefits and shit, Like, the day before he fired them, he was like, oh, by the way, you might have been exposed to COVID-19, but your asses are fired, and you don't get money or health care. You're fired. That's (laughs) Uh... (laughs) perfect. Like, these guys just can't seem to help themselves from being absolute bastard-coated bastards with
2: bastard filling. So... Uh, I realize we touched on it earlier, but the stimulus bill. can we go into a little more depth on it? like the first uh, the first thing that comes to mind is like obviously a lot of us are wanting our Trump bucks because you know any port in a storm, you know most of us aren't getting paid or if we're getting paid, we're not getting paid as much. And the offer on the table from the senate the the house bill was much better about this um they took proposals from several others including rashida Tlaib, um though they kind of you know warded down a bit what they were like what they were considering was like um rashida's was 2000 a month for everyone basically if you if you've been here longer than three months in this country, or you're an American citizen, either or, you get two thousand dollars a month until after this crisis is over. No questions asked. And also postal banking, you know, cool stuff like that. The Maxine Wars one was uh, two thousand for every adult, a thousand for every uh, child. You still had to be a legal permanent resident, because it didn't apply to non-resident aliens, um, was the term. Uh also had postal banking, things like that. Uh, it was pretty good stuff, and it didn't come up for a vote.
0: Yep. What we're seeing with what actually passed, we're seeing $153 billion to... Uh, mm-hmm. Healthcare, just in general. This is mostly hospital bailouts and paying doctors to come out of all necessary stuff. And stuff. Uh, then we're seeing... Yeah, no, no. It's $153 billion for that. It's not nothing. I mean, it should be actually enough to bail out all the hospitals that are going to go under in the next couple months. But uh, then we're seeing $43 billion to put student loans on hold for like two months which I don't know how that adds up but whatever we're seeing $300 billion for just those $1,200 checks we're seeing $260 billion for the extra unemployment we're seeing $500 billion for large corporations a lot of that split down into airlines and stuff and Bernie got in provisions to make sure that they can't use all that to just do stock buybacks Small businesses are getting $377 billion, and state and local governments are getting $339 billion, most of which is going to COVID response. And then there's $26 billion to shore up uh, Snap and uh, WIC and stuff.
1: Which, by the way, Trump was
0: trying to cut. Well, he successfully cut last year. <laughs> and trying to cut this year. Yeah, they've been cutting, they've been trying to cut it forever, always. They've always been trying to cut food benefits. But yeah, so it's it's kind of a fucky breakdown with the actual stuff that people are getting is 300 billion out of the 2000 billion. That's just like and even then there's like lots of strings attached. It's just like six
1: bloombergs with conditions.
0: Yeah. And, like, you need, it's a tax return, really. And so it's attached to your 2019 tax filings. If you file for taxes in 2019, you're getting a $1,200 check is basically what it is. But that means that there's a, a lot of students who are now out of school because the schools are shut down. And there's a lot of under-the-table workers who are... In a very poor position. A lot of workers who didn't file because they made under the minimum amount to file. Uh, A lot of workers who are screwed because their employers are really bad at reporting uh, them being an employee. Things like that. And of course, they're spending more on the airlines to bail them out specifically than it would cost to just nationalize
1: them. And it's and what makes that one even especially sick is the CEO of Boeing came out this week and was like, well we don't actually need the money.
0: Yeah. They were like if there's we'll string if there's strings attached, we don't want it. <laughs> oh god. No thanks. Yeah.
1: And it's just so like it's that's why they're trying to say, no, we we don't want this Money with strings attached. What we want is to line poor people up and start like punting them into the Wall Street volcano because they'd rather see. I mean, worst case projections for COVID 19, which hopefully will not happen in the United States, is like upwards of 8 million people. The numbers for like the UK would be around like a million people. Like, we're talking piles of bodies here. Like, if COVID was allowed to run amok in the United States, it would be the single worst loss of life in American history. Like, more than all of America's wars combined by an order of magnitude. It would be an ab- it would be absolutely horrific. And even with mitigation stuff in place, a lot of people are still gonna suffer and die. And these are people who are going, well, whatever I want my stonks. These
0: mass graves that everyone is fucking crying about uh, Iran having, we should honestly be digging them right now in Louisiana, Texas, Florida. You know, it's it's not looking good. Or like
1: Alabama, where the governor was like, well, we're not California or New York. This is totally a partisan issue. Oh, yeah. And we're going
0: to keep everything Oh, yeah. No, they're... They they think that they're going, that they're being, like, so fucking clever right now. But what's going to happen is that they will, they, they might actually collapse as, like, recognizable to pre-COVID. We might see stuff, uh, like, mul- we might see millions of refugees flooding out of the South. I'm not exaggerating here. I'm very concerned about the response there.
1: Well, but yeah, that's where we're at. We've got these fucking ghouls who are lusting for the flesh of the vulnerable. And their tasty, tasty blood. And people are fighting back. And people are saying, you know what, we're not going to fucking die for your yeah. precious stock number.
2: And, you know, <laughs> if you're an electoralist, like, we've had some good news, you know. Like... The thing of it is, is a lot of us were expecting all of this to be, like, basically over after the Kill Grandma primary. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, it was, the old calculus was like, you know, barring, like, some massive crisis that proves Bernie right. It's over. It's over. Everything is over. And we just have to accept Biden. And two things have changed since then. The first is this fucking crisis is, you know, just completely unraveling the case for Biden. Biden disappeared for a week. When he showed back up, he was, he looked absolutely terrible. When he wasn't reading off of a teleprompter, he sounded completely incoherent. They eventually, I guess they eventually upped his Adderall dose to the point where he could make it through a town hall with CNN. But even then, he looked rough. So it's like, we're starting to see, like, you know, Biden's campaign fall apart in real time. And the other thing of it is, and I hate to point this out, but Biden is a rapist. We found this out a few days ago and Yeah. Yeah. We we believe her. I, I believe, believe
1: her. Like Yeah. That that shit was rape. That was literally what Donald Trump said he could do on the Access Hollywood tape.
2: It's no longer even a matter of, you know, vote blue no matter who. It's like they're offering us a choice between two rapists. The Democratic establishment is frightening us, telling us that if this rapist with an R is to be kicked out, we need to vote for the other rapist. And that's, you know, that is supremely
1: fucked like up. Like, the other rapist who couldn't be bothered to even, like, I mean, it, it was just, like, the worst kind of political malpractice for him to disappear for a week in the middle of a crisis. That's just that was if you're going to be a totally yes. cynical electoral hack, you put your candidate out in front. It doesn't matter if they can't actually do something because that's a perfect opportunity to go, "Hey, look, compared to Donald Trump, we can walk and chew gum at the same time."
2: Yeah, and then Bernie basically just strutted all over him. He did streams every day. he did um he was, you know working in Congress despite the risk. Like, this guy that so much of the Democratic establishment has, like, attached him to, this guy is, he is a rapist. He is fundamentally toxic. There is no reason to elect this man. He is a senile old rapist who belongs in a nursing home along with Trump. That's it. That's the bottom line. They belong in the same home. Yes. Okay. yes, they do. And
0: his campaign staff should really
1: be arrested yes. for all abuse.
0: Honestly, yeah. Uh, Obama tried to talk them out of it. Yes. <laughs> even, even that, like, fucking heartless goon just... Even he tried to stop it. Even if, like
1: democratic establishment somehow still finds a way to like drag his barely conscious corpse over the finish line somehow we still have people who are fighting back we still have a growing and incredibly militant labor movement and as much as people look at what happens in the halls of power the biggest reason the New Deal did as much as it did was because you had a really powerful labor movement that was perfectly willing to throw down in the streets as necessary and give basically like Roosevelt was able to go to Congress and say, look, either you give me this stuff I'm asking you for, or those people out in the street are going to take yeah. it from you. That's... And they're not going to be <laughs> as nice as I yeah. am. That's the
2: bottom line. Like,
0: And that's what's going to happen now. Uh, Except there might not be a Roosevelt in the office. We're probably going to get a Hoover for the next four years. So, well, good luck with that.
2: Uh, (laughs) A less competent Hoover. History really does repeat itself. Versus tragedy the worse. Yeah,
0: okay, imagine Hoover if he was senile. That is the most likely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, but that's where we're at, is... Even if the electoral angle gets closed, we still got options. And, I mean, the best thing we can really say, that anyone can say to the fucking capitalist class and the Democratic Party establishment and Donald Trump is probably the best phrase that's been kicking around the internet for the last two weeks. Fuck around and find out.
2: Yeah. Fuck around and find out. Fuck around and find out. Let's go i think on that note that's a
0: good place for us to sign off this week
2: until next time
0: yeah this is chop shop economics we read this shit so you don't have to fuck around and find out